This is Late Night Health. This is the radio show that cares about the most important part of your life, your health. During the next hour, we're going to be talking with some interesting people, both from the Washington, D.C. area. During the second part of our show, we're going to be talking about an advocate uh, who uh, works with people to get through the trials and tribulations of insurance companies and anything else, but mostly insurance companies when they they decline claims. That'll be happening in the second part of our show. The first part of our show, we're going to be going also to Washington, D.C., to speak with Mark Bloom. He's a leading health policy expert. He's even worked here in uh, our home state of California. He is, I've got it right here. Uh, he is the executive director of America's uh, Agenda Healthcare for All. And we're going to be talking about pharmacy benefit managers and how they can be regulated to reduce drug costs for all Americans. Mark, welcome to Late Night Health. It's a pleasure to be with you and your listeners. Mark, I'm just going to talk about this in general. Um, I think drug costs in the United States are outrageously expensive. I understand several things. Capitalism, everybody wants to make money. I want to make money. Um, You want to make money, but not by breaking the backs of the American people. I'm going to give you an example of something that I think is just absolutely horrific. I checked out a drug. It's called Celebrex. Celebrex has been on the market for about 25 years. The generic form of Celebrex. Any idea how much that that costs without insurance? Uh, I'm going to guess it's a fraction of what it costs with a prescription benefit plan. Yes, uh, a fraction. Right. Well, it's the generic is four hundred dollars a month, and on a, um, uh, uh, a prescription plan, it's like. 30 bucks, which I still think is high because the cost of this stuff has got to be about 50 cents for 30 pills. It's outrageous. Any thoughts on that before we talk about uh, about uh, uh, PPMs? Uh, PBMs? Well, it's hard to talk about that without talking about PBMs because pricing of prescription drugs in America is a really complex conversation because it isn't a simple marketplace. It's a simple marketplace in which supply and demand is intermediated by these mega corporate middlemen, uh, mega corporations. I'm talking about multi-billion dollar Fortune 50 corporations that in fact buy from manufacturers negotiate discounts for manufacturing manufacturers prices and then resell the drugs to employer health plans to self-funded health plans to government health plans and through them to individual patients who cost share and they are the fastest growing component of healthcare healthcare grows typically about three times the rate of the consumer price index and the fastest growing part of healthcare is in fact the prescription drug spend Let me just give you an example of how large the margins are. In New Jersey a few years ago, 
We were recruited by the public sector unions of New Jersey, as well as the legislative leadership and the governor of New Jersey to develop a model to create competition between PBMs in order to drive down prices uh, by having them compete against each other. The long and the short is we experimented. We opened the first relatively transparent marketplace for PBMs in the country, and we saved the state $2.53 billion in drug spend over five years without any cut in prescription medicines. That was all just fat. It was excess profits. The PBM still made profits, but they gave back to the state $2.53 billion uh, in that period. How did it how did it affect the consumer? I mean, if they were paying $400 a month for a prescription, would that have been lowered? Yes. Premiums were ultimately lowered as well. Uh, let's talk about the cost share part, which is what you're talking about right now. What's the consumer paying as cost share at the pharmacy counter when they pick up a prescription medicine? Typically, and this is this is part of the games that PBMs play. Remember, you're not buying your drug from a manufacturer directly. You're buying your drug from a PBM at a price that's been set by the PBM. PBMs very typically set the price, the cost share your consumer pays on the list price of the drug set by the manufacturer. But nobody pays the list price except you, the patient at the pharmacy counter. Why is that? You got to look what the PBM value proposition was. The PBM value proposition is manufacturers are effectively monopolies of the brand drugs that they sell. We have a lot of relatively small demanders. They may be local governments. They may be private employers. We will aggregate demand from all of these small health plans. We'll use that volume to leverage down the price from manufacturers. 30 to 40 years ago when PBMs first arrived in the American healthcare scene, that's what they did. They still do it. They do it very well. They negotiate steep discounts for manufacturers, but then they have found ways to divert those discounts into their own bank accounts rather than passing the savings on to, to uh, patients. Many techniques for doing that, but one of those is to charge patients the list price, not the price, the net price which is after the discounts have been deducted. So you're, the person you're talking about is actually paying a cost share, a copay, on a list price that the PBM has never paid. In fact, no one has paid in the marketplace except for your patient. That's abs- That's ridiculous. And, and what about things like GoodRx? Uh, uh, Amazon Good has R- a new pro- uh, Mark Cuban has got a new thing. And I also want to get into formularies during our next segment. But sure. what about GoodRx and other programs like that? GoodRx kind of proves the point. What GoodRx does is it tells you, looking at pharmacies in your community, what it will cost you to buy a prescription medicine. Take a generic medicine, for example. If you pay the full price buying the drug from the pharmacist, who, after all, has bought the drug at wholesale price and then is charging a dispensing fee. GoodRx shows you what you can pay at a pharmacy if you don't use your insurance at all versus what you're going to pay if you pay copay in your prescription drug plan. GoodRx's whole reason for being is to show you that you can pay full cost out of pocket and it'll be 
a fraction of what your cost share will be if you buy it through your insurance plan. That yeah, I've seen is. that several times, and it really ticks me off. And I also want to know, and I'm going to use CVS as an example because they are either number one or number two drugstore and pharmacy in the United States right now. I think they and Walmart are kind of nose to nose, or Walgreens, I meant. Formularies, whoever is negotiating those rates, I mean, at $400 a month, that person should absolutely be let go. I think it's jail time. That's how serious I believe this is. Um, well, you know, the, 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 the Federal Trade Commission may agree with you. They finally launched, after years of postponement, an investigation of the PBM industry as being potentially in violation of American antitrust laws. For reason we haven't discussed, but it's an interesting discussion. Maybe, maybe in another segment we could talk about the vertical integration of insurance companies, PBMs, retail and specialty pharmacies. And now PBMs or these vertical conglomerates have opened GPOs, group purchasing organizations, which are in fact offshore, even though PBMs have no offshore business. So wow. we've got these vertically integrated multinational corporations that sit in the middle of our prescription drug market. And, and and we're gonna you know drug. we're gonna take a break, Mark. We got to take a break for a few moments, sure. do some business. When we come back, I want to talk about formularies because I think those yes. are anti-consumer. I think that uh, insurance companies should be um, spanked somehow. Jail time would be nice, and um, uh, we we need to bring the prescription drugs down. And we're going to talk about the FTC and the fact that. They uh, they go after dollars. They don't care about consumers, in my opinion. Uh, I'm Mark Allen, along with the ins the insane Daryl Wayne. Don't go away as Late Night Health continues. Late Night Health is proud of our partnership with the EBC, the Evolutionary Business Council. Check them out at ebcouncil.com. You're listening to Late Night Health with Mark Allen. The show continues in a moment. Recently, I met Jacqueline from Bright here in Los Angeles. She gave me a hearing exam and then showed me how to hear again with the new Signia Pure Series hearing aids, and she can give you your life back too. I hear birds chirping, birds cooing, and even my wife. They easily connect to my smartphone. The Signia hearing aids are amazing, and with the charge and go, I don't have to fiddle with batteries and hear all day long. Not hearing is frustrating for you and your family. I know, you don't have a problem, but trust me, call Bright Here Now for a free hearing exam, a $125 value, yours free, just for making an appointment now. There are offices throughout the Los Angeles area. Call Bright Here Now at 323-424-7100. That's 323-424-7100 for a free hearing exam. There's no obligation. Call now, 323-424-7100, or visit them on the web at brighthere.com. If you're listening to Late Night Health right now, you're part of the growing target of baby boomers we're serving. Hi, I'm Daryl Wayne, producer of Late Night Health, inviting you to join the Late Night Health family. If you have any business targeting the growing boomer market, Late Night Health is the ideal advertising vehicle for you. From vitamins to insurance, alternative health to Western-style medicine, Late Night Health caters to the growing population of those over 40 years old. 
This vibrant demographic has expendable income to fight aging, purchase travel, take care of aging parents, or just have fun. Find out about the advertising opportunities with Late Night Health. Call us at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308 or email us at info at latenighthealth.com. That's info at latenighthealth.com. Join Late Night Health as we empower people to take charge of their own health care. Call now at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308. Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Words are a critical aspect of success. How you get your point across is a crucial part of what makes anything sell. So do it right and hire a writer. Whether it's articles, blog posts, technical writings, website content, product descriptions, or ghostwriting anything from a novel to a nonfiction book about your navel, contact Servette Hassan. If you want it to sell, write it right. Email Servette at Servette at ServetteHassan.com. It's time to tackle a tough topic, one that affects us all. We're talking about sexism in the workplace. The award-winning Identifying the Elephant in the Room series is back and ready to tackle some complicated communications issues again. This spring, we're focusing on critical communication strategies in the face of sexism. Join us as we hear from professionals in the natural products industry who have valuable career lessons to share and real-world experience to discuss from all sides of the elephant. It's time to have an honest and open conversation about the impact of sexism in the workplace and how we can make it better for everyone. Identifying the Elephant in the Room series starts March 16th. Register today at inicibox.vfairs.com. That's I-N-I-C-I-B-O-X dot V F-A-I-R-S.com and join the conversation to be part of the solution. Late Night Health continues. I'm Mark Allen along with the insane Daryl Wayne. Be sure to join us at LateNightHealth.com LateNightHealth.com We'll have a pretty picture of uh, our guest Mark Bloom up there uh, in a couple of weeks and we'll also have a link to the the show as well and you'll be able to um, find out more about Mark and about uh, his organization, uh, America's Agenda, Healthcare for All. I, I really like the name of your group, Healthcare for All, in particular. Um, during our break, we were talking about a couple of things. And I have said for years now that formularies were not in favor of consumers. Am I correct in that assumption? Yeah, formularies are in favor of the PBMs, the pharmacy benefit manager uh, entities that design them. Um, Listen, a lot of guys will vilify uh, PBMs. Uh, I haven't heard you do it. I try not to do it because you're right, this is capitalism and PBMs are responding to perverse incentives (laughs) to make profit. The perverse incentives are this, While their value proposition is, we'll negotiate discounts and pass them on to consumers. In fact, PBMs have figured out that more expensive drugs let them get deeper discounts and therefore have more profits to extract from those discounts, to divert into their own bank accounts. So you see PBMs have a systematic incentive to offer more expensive drugs on the preferred tiers. Uh, So you're paying a copay, we can actually give you a reduced copay on a much higher drug price 
that takes more money out of your pocket and also out of your health plan's pocket. If you have an employer-sponsored health plan or a government health plan, the government or your employer pay a lot more for the drugs on the preferred tier than they would. The U.S. Senate Committee, just so this isn't just me and you talking, the uh, Finance Committee of the U.S. Senate did a study on the prices of diabetes drugs, on some insulins, of which there are a wide number of Mm -hmm. kinds of insulin and insulin uh, therapeutic equivalents on the marketplace, biosimilars as well, and found that systematically PBMs are denying placement on preferred tiers and sometimes not letting drugs, insulins come onto their formularies at all that are the least expensive, the most affordable for patients. Why? Because they're the least profitable for the PBM. And so recently when under the uh, IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act, that $35 caps were imposed upon out-of-pocket payments uh, for seniors in Medicare for accessing insulin, understand still the most expensive insulin drugs are on the preferred tiers of those uh, of those formularies. Right now, PBMs are starting to readjust and reduce the costs they're charging for insulin drugs because of the IRA, uh, because of Biden's inflation uh, reduction. The, the Well, Congress's Inflation Reduction Act that, that President Biden signed. But the fact is that systematic incentive to bring the most expensive drugs under the preferred tiers of formularies exists for PBMs because it's simply profitable. They're responding to a perverse incentive. Look, in a marketplace which was truly competitive and truly transparent, manufacturers are competing to offer lower drugs to get consumer demand, right? In this marketplace, PBMs are actually offering the highest price drugs possible in order to maximize profits. Well, can't, they're can't, not really competing with each other. They're so not what, competing with each other. What, right. What's happening then, Mark, is that CVS and Walgreens and um, I'm trying to think of, of another uh, 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 Rite Aid here in California. They they, they have a third party right. that's actually uh, uh, running their drug program. Well, you're right. It's a third party if you're talking about Walgreens. But when you're talking about CVS Caremart, CVS owns Caremart, CVS Caremart's the PBM that owns the CVS retail drugs. It's yes. a vertically integrated conglomerate. We did a study a few years ago, and we, we saw that over three years under pressure, a lot of criticism about PBMs retaining rebates that they negotiated from drugs. Those are discounts from the, the manufacturer prices, retaining them rather than passing on to consumers. In over a three-year period, we found that PBMs passed through they 64% of the rebates they'd previously retained. In other words, retention of rebates declined by 64%. Wow. Now you're going to see big discounts on drugs? No. In fact, drug prices went up over that. Profitability of PPMs went up because they had found other ways to take money out of the same transactions from consumers. We found that when 64% reduction in rebates happened, they increased fees on manufacturers by 51% and profits on pharmacies they owned by 14% to compensate. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. This is, this is like the car industry. You sell 10 uh, Mercedes this month and you get a, a rebate, you know. And we all know how when you buy a car, you know you're going to get, I guess I can say screwed. So you know you're going to get screwed. You just don't know by how much. So when you yes. buy a drug, you know you're going to get screwed, but you just don't know by how much because of the PPMs. 
In fact, you won't find out because their pricing is not transparent. PBMs don't share their data. Um, that's one of the problems. The accounting or the reporting requirements for PBMs are the least in the entire healthcare industry. It is a shady industry of multiple price manipulation schemes to make profits for the PBMs and keep price opaque to consumers. Now, we don't want to get totally pessimistic with your readers, I hope, because there's actually movement in Congress right now for some reforms that could truly be meaningful in this area. Um, as uh, uh, America's Agenda Healthcare for All, are you um, a, a lobbyist at all? Do you? No, we're not. We're not for profit think tank on health policy. We're not lobbyists. Got it. Maybe you need we're, some. <laughs> we're, 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 our mission is to find the common ground between patient advocates, labor unions, employers, uh, and health care uh, providers that share the mission of trying, of wanting health care to be as affordable as possible for American workers. That's let's talk. Let's just briefly talk about the Federal Trade Commission. Again, another government agency that oversteps its bounds, uh, uh, looking for dollars. Um, uh, I've worked in the uh, direct response industry, and uh, they're the ones who enforce FDA rules, but they stretch them. They they they're not consistent. Um, if somebody is making a hundred million or two hundred million dollars on a product, they go after them, um, and they shouldn't. They 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 need to uh, they need to be regrouped and organized, just like the FDA and possibly Congress. I don't know. Maybe the country. We're we're falling apart, folks. Um, <laughs> but we are still the greatest country in the world, and uh, have always been that. And I don't care what any former president says. I don't mean to be political. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, in our remaining moments, Mark, first of all, I'd like to invite you to come back. Uh, when, when there's uh, legislation or anything, um, please come back. Sam uh, is listening to us uh, right now. And Sam, that's your job. Get back to me. Um, I just want to I just want to interrupt you to accept that offer. I'd be delighted to come back and talk to you and to your audience again. This has been fun. Ah, I'm glad. Uh, what can the American people do right now? What should we do? What should Daryl and I do uh, to come back to the high you, price of drugs? The most important thing you can do right now is right now in this session of Congress, as I was mentioning earlier, and we'll talk about your next show, there is very serious reform legislation, PBM-directed reform legislation, being led by, by on the Democratic side, by Chairman Wyden of the Finance Committee. And he's joined in bipartisanship by the ranking member Crapo, uh, uh, of uh, Mike Crapo of Idaho. Wow. The, here, let me tell you the basic thesis of the reform. I, we only have 10 seconds left. And, okay. And Here's I, the thesis. Okay. Go ahead. I, I, I'm Here's sorry, a, we're out of time, but we will pick up on this. Um, our, our guest has been sure. uh, Bloom. He's the executive director of America's Agenda Healthcare for All. I'm Mark Allen. Coming up next, we've got uh, Harold Cameron, who will probably be just down the street from Mark because he's also in D.C. And we'll be talking to him about uh, 
uh, being an advocate for people on all kinds of issues. Uh, Late Night Health continues. Be sure to visit us at latenighthealth.com. 